Play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 293. We are seven weeks away from hitting the big 300. Yes, uh, and we will definitely be including a few extra episodes as we are this week, an extra episode. Yeah, we got a nice little uh, bonus episode, and we're going to have a... Oh, we're going to have a fun time talking about songs that were already written, but have since been, you know, redone by other artists. Yes. In other words, cover songs. Cover songs. CJ from Racist Kramer joined me. Eric wasn't able to, and I figured, you know what? We need to do it when Eric can. And guess what? We're going to talk about Friends Miss, which is why we did that original covers episode anyway. But we'll get there when we get to that episode. This episode has plenty of cool stuff because that is how we do it. Uh, let's get into the new stuff that will be coming out and has already come out. Uh, long list as it usually is. We're going to start on the November 27th with Bamboo Vipers. Runt of the Litter EP came out. I'll be playing something from that next week. Terminal City Rats, Pull the Pin. I'm going to be playing something from that this week. That just came out. Hard and Cheap. Uh, on the 28th, Seven Civilized Inches EP. That came out. Uh, Repetition came out with Nightmares of Reality on Still Ill Records on the 29th. Analog Decryption. They came out with This World single on Little Willie Records, 29th. The Amity Affliction, uh, Show Me Your God is the single they put out on the 29th. Man, I forgot about those guys. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know there was still a band, honestly. Still a band and just put out a new single, Show Me Your God. Uh, no, another I band. Don't want to. Another band that's been around, uh, the Groovy Ghoulies, they've released uh, November 30th, Reanimation Festival over on Pirates Press Records. There's vinyl out there as well, so if you like them, go check that out over on Pirates Press. Lenny Lashley's Gang of One, Five Great Egrets on December 1st. I need to listen to that. I forgot that came out until I just read it on the list. Uh, Fox's Fox or Fox's Foe, whatever way you want to read that. Uh, Penny Arcade and Burn the Witch, two singles they released on One Step Outside Records on the 1st. Onda Irada HC released self-titled Onda Irada HC. Galvanize released No Way to Sleep on Pogo Records on the 1st. Butcher's Laugh released Demo 2022 on Slow Death Records the 1st. Social Decline released Speaking for the Dead, which is a single. That is also the 1st, as you could tell. Some bands were getting ready for Bandcamp Friday. And I've got a huge list that uh, are all releases on December 2nd, which happened to be the last Bandcamp Friday of the year. So I'm just going to spit the names. You know they all came out on uh, December 2nd because uh, I just told you. The Abrupters with Noticeably Cheerless on Asian Man Records. White Lung with Premonition. No Effects with Double Album on Fat Records. The Roadblocks, we're playing some of that on this episode released Welcome to Paradise. D-Cracks and The Manges released a split EP. You can find that on Mom's Basement Records. The Slow Death released two tracks, See You in the Streets and You Can Live Inside Your Mind on Rad Girlfriend Records. Public Acid released Easy Weapons, which is a reprint from 2018. That's on La Vida Es Un Los Discos. Uh, Orphan Riot released Devil's Work, which is a single. Vice Squad released The Winter of Discontent. I think that's a five-track EP. Shaved for Battle, released Until We Die. That one's awesome. 
Uh, Live by the Sword released a new single called Hollow Men. Jigsaw Youth released a new single called No Mercy. Kill the President released Aftermath. That's an EP you can find over on Morningwood Records. A four-way split. Well, it's not really. I take it back. It's not a four-way split. It's four old seven inches that are released on, from Discord Records and on Discord Records, but all kind of together. So it's four old seven inches that you'll find the bands included on that four old seven inches are Teen Idols, SOA, Government Issue, and Youth Brigade. Butcher's Nail, well, I'll be playing that here on the, probably the next episode or very soon. They released a new single, We Won't Lie Down, uh, that was recorded for the Art of War International compilation from United Riot Records. D. Book Bude. Yeah, hopefully I got that right. They released Sippenhaft on... The Voxterbund. There you go. I think that's how it would be pronounced. I don't I'm know. I'm going to go with that. Eric's probably right. It's that on Lake Town German Records. German as fuck. It is very German on a German label, Lake Town Records. Go look it up there and you'll, you'll be able to figure out what, what we said. Uh, Cold as Life released in memory of Rodney A. Barger, 1970-1993. That's on A389 Records. Dead Mammals released Chew the Fat EP on Pogo Records. Angry Corpses released Kill the Bully single on Upstate Records. Final Call, we'll be playing something from that on this episode. Uh, Self-titled EP on LSM Vinyl. That is available for vinyl. We'll talk more about that in a moment. The Cribs released In the Bleak Midwinter, which is a single on Dammit Records. Isn't that a, I think that's a uh, song from Oliver Twist. It could be. They're yeah. an English band. That's a, an English uh, play or yeah. musical or whatever. Yeah, because I I know that there is a song called the blink uh, the bleak midwinter. I I know that it's usually sung by choirs, but I'm pretty sure that it was uh, based off of the based off of the musical Oliver Twist. Awesome. Well, it could be. Huh. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I think they are putting charity to that. I'll be playing that track over on the Punkanoi Worldwide Christmas episode, so be on the lookout for that. Maybe I'll have those details then. I remember learning how to play that song on the piano years ago. <laughs> well, that one was the first one on the list that uh, was released on the third, not the second. Then we'll go to the fifth, Blank Generation released, and we just played something from that on, I believe it was the last episode, Jesus Peace released an Offering to the Night single. We'll be playing that here momentarily. Mm -hmm. Dismotive released Incel on Little Willie Records. Uh, I think that was a single. Run Into the Sun released two singles, Cry and Blood. We'll be talking more about that later on in the show. That's on the 6th. The Killigans released the Cornhusker volleyball single, a volleyball version of it or what, something. It was pretty cool. I'm not specifically into Cornhusker volleyball, University of Nebraska that is, but whatever. <laughs> it was still a pretty cool track. Lionheart uh, is releasing on the 9th, Welcome to the West Coast 3. Wicked Possum Records compilation coming out called Starstruck, a tribute to the Kinks is coming out on the 9th. Tyrant is releasing Degenerate, on, or, which is an EP on the 9th. The Heck is releasing Bad Christmas, which is an EP on the 9th. <laughs> Pat Decline is releasing Struggle to Adjust, single on P Records on the 9th. Prisoner du Temps is releasing Coma un Lion en Cage on UVPR on the 10th. Paranoid Visions are releasing that 40 Years and Still Not Tame on RotaryVinyl.com. Oh, yeah. uh, officially, we played something from that a few episodes back as we had that early. Was it not last episode? My, it was either the last episode or the one before, but it was pretty recent. Yeah, uh, yeah it was very recent. <laughs> yeah. 
Mel Zebra and the Buffaloes are releasing Furry and Furious on Dammit Records. Uh, that is coming out on the 12th. Suzio 13 is releasing Mi Condina. On the 15th, Blood Clot is releasing Souls. That'll be seven tracks on Upstate Records on the 16th. Egoistin is releasing four. That's the Roman numeral four on the 16th. Stiglitz is releasing Deja Vu on Flamingo Records on the 16th. Precious is releasing Hiding in Plain Sight, EP on Indecision Records. A lot of stuff, but there was a Bandcamp Friday in there. So if you missed yep. some of those releases on the Bandcamp Friday, you can go check it out. Eric, what do you have to add to the list? Well, I got to I got to add a little side dish to that giant sandwich you just uh, inhaled right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I got I got quite a few releases myself, but some of which you had uh, already mentioned, like the uh, Jigsaw Youth and Run Into the Sun and Jesus Peace, and uh, and of course Blood Clot. I'm still I'm still very excited about that album. <laughs> I know a lot of people got some things to say about John Joseph and company, but. I don't care, so long as the music is good, and what I've heard so far is pretty good. Awesome. Anyway, the uh, 28th, everyone and their dog knows this, but I'm going to say it every way. Metallica released Lux Saturna as a single for their upcoming album, 72 Seasons. Cool. Yeah, and as for that song, it's, it's okay. <laughs> it's a, a, I'll just say, don't believe the hype around it. Everyone's just going like, oh, yeah, this is Metallica, revisiting Kill 'em All. This sounds like old school Metallica. I say to that. One, you've been saying that about every fucking Metallica song that's come out in the last decade or so. <laughs> you've been saying that ever since Death Magnetic. So, yeah. <laughs> that does a, that, uh, what is it? That phrase doesn't hold any water anymore. Secondly, it kind of does. It's fast, it's simple, but it doesn't have that same ferocity as uh, their kill em all stuff, which. What would you expect? They're old. <laughs> you know, back then they had they knew nothing but aggression because they were still kids. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this one is just sounds like a pretty uh, weak Motorhead song. Well, that's okay. <laughs> but it's Metallica. Who cares anymore? Oh yeah, all the fans. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. The 29th, one step closer, released a dark blue single. On the second, Bad Mouth released their self-titled EP and. Uh, Two Cow Garage released uh, their album Promises. And I've yet to listen to uh, the new Bad Mouth and One Step Closer to deem them worthy of being put on this show. I'm sure they are. Bad Mouth is pretty cool. But I haven't listened to their studio stuff yet. And, oh, this one's uh, pretty loaded. On the 4th, Anti-Flag released uh, Victory or Death, We Gave Them Hell. And... This is yet another single that was released from their upcoming album, Lies They Tell Our Children. And the singles that they've released, they all have a pretty... It's a pretty weird uh, track record. So the... So yeah, I haven't been exactly been uh, following um, Anti-Flag and their release schedule, but they have released quite a few. There was a Modern Meta Medicine that they released back in uh, October of... This is all of this year. And they released and featured on that track is Jesse Leach from Kill Switch Engage. Cool. And then there was Laugh, Cry, Smile, Die. That was released back in August, I want to say. Let me see. Is it August? 
Oh no, July, close. And that features uh, Shane Told of Silverstein. Then the fight for the fight of our lives, which was the actual one released in August. That features uh, Tim McElrath from Rise Against and Brian Baker from, well, a lot of bands. <laughs> Most notably, he's the guitarist of Bad Religion. He's also the founding member of Minor Threat, as well as Government Issue and Dag Nasty from back in the dis- Discord awesome. days. So yeah, Brian Baker. He's got a. Uh, he's got a. And God, what is it? He's got a track record a mile long, and he's still going. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, obviously now he's featured on a new anti-flag song. And then there's uh, Imperialism. That was released back in, uh, let me see, this was September. So it's like every month they had a new they had a new single release. And this one features Ashrita Kumar from the band Pink Shift. And they're a relatively uh, new punk rock band, sort of garage influenced. Cool. I haven't listened to them. I've simply just, uh, I'm simply just reiterating reviews here. <laughs> and then there was, yeah, then there was Never Ever, which came out in. Where am I seeing the release schedule here? That came out earlier this month. Cool. <laughs> on the uh, on the second, I believe, and that features Stacy D of Bad Cop, Bad Cop. And now, Victory or Death, which just came out a couple days ago, features one Campino. He is also known, I mean, Campino's his stage name. He, his birth name is Andreas Fregi, and he is the lead singer of Die Totenhosen from oh, Germany. Huge band. That's like an arena band in Germany. Yeah. So, they get some pretty big names here. Yeah. So, yeah, this album is full of features. The only singles they have not released are the ones that are just them. Just Justin, Pat, and both Chris's. And they still have a single on here. They still have a song on here that features another artist. The song Shallow Graves will feature folk artist Trey Burt. So I'm wagering to say that that's going to be a softer song. But, yeah, every single anti-flag single that was released this year for their upcoming album has someone else on it alongside wow. them. So I haven't listened to them all. I want to check out the, I at least want to check out the one with Jesse Leach because that just sounds like an interesting companion to have in an otherwise rather punk rock song. Right. Yeah, and it, it was pretty cool. They're reaching out to the metalcore giants to be like, hey, come over here. All right, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I want to see what they did with uh, Tim McElrath and Brian Baker because I feel like that would be a, uh, I feel like that would just uh, mold so well, go a lot swimmingly. Anyway, as for uh, victory or death, it's it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It just sounds really subdued, really pop rocky, really polished, really just, I don't like it. <laughs> I've only heard a few seconds of it, and I'm just like, I don't feel like checking out the rest. Sorry. Fair. but But that doesn't dissuade me from checking out the rest of the singles, like I said. So... Yeah, that was loaded. I do apologize. I had to do some catch-up here because I was like, how many of these songs did they release? Well, the answer is six. And that's over half of their album. Their album is going to be 11 songs long. They released six singles. I thought the Bronx was overdoing it with their album from last year, but (laughs) nope. (laughs) And it's not like they're doing a uh, Ghost on the Boardwalk thing uh, that Bouncing Souls did years ago. It's like release a single every month before the whole album comes out. Right. But no, the album is actually going to be coming out next year on, uh, yeah, January 6th. 
Okay, one more thing, which also is a very interesting date because January 6th, two years ago, almost two years ago, that was the infamous uh, march on the Capitol by all the mega men. Oh yeah, that was a... that was a dark time, and I'm pretty sure that this is uh, Anti-Flag releasing it on that day on purpose, because we know how politically uh, fervent Anti-Flag are, especially on uh, left-wing standards. <laughs> they are incredibly vocal about their, uh, about their beliefs and their music. So, yeah, I'm 90% sure that this is, that that release date is intentional. Awesome. Okay, I'm done talking about anti-flag. Let's, let's move on from there. Uh, yeah, and on the 6th, yes, Run Into the Sun and the Jesus Peace singles. I will be talking about those in just a few minutes. And But today, the, on day of this recording, the 7th, the Interrupters released an acoustic version of their song, Raised by Wolves, from their last album. Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. I would say it's a lot cooler if I actually like that song. <laughs> it's it's an all right song, but I just can't get over the oh. I'm like oh, oh god, that is too corny. That is way too too much cheese. I'm sorry, Amy, you lost me. <laughs> and yeah, I listened to the acoustic version, and it sounds worse. <laughs> if you love that song, more power to you. That's fine. I just. I'm just a man with an opinion on a podcast speaking to you right now. Anyway, on the 9th, my boys in Sacrilegion are going to be releasing from Witches Nightmares Crawl, their long-awaited debut album. That was in production hell for two years. So it's, and it's finally coming out. Finally. And speaking of other friends releasing music, on the 11th, Despite Despair are going to release their second album, Hexen. Cool. Yeah, the first album since the release of Geist, which came back, came out way back in 2016. So it'll be awesome to see how much growing that band has done in the years since. So I'm excited for that one. And there's going to be a release show on that day, and I'm going to be attending that. Awesome. <laughs> but we'll talk about shows <laughs> when, when we uh, reach our little uh, matinee portion. Right. Let's get into some music. Eric, matinee. you're up first. Inter intermission. I meant to say intermission. <laughs> yeah, this is the matinee right here. Yeah, the matinee that's taking place in the PM. <laughs> well, you'll be listening to it in the also the earlier PM. <laughs> okay, that's enough of uh, new songs. Let's talk about new songs. This is the song from Philadelphia hardcore band Jesus Peace. Oh, man, Jesus Peace. They have made a name for themselves being one of the heaviest contenders in and hardcore in general. And an offering to the night? Yeah, it's about what you would expect from Jesus Peace. It's got it's just got these huge uh these huge chugging riffs and a lot of weird uh weird intonated notes. The song is only just over 2 minutes long and it is brutal the entire way. They basically are honing in on that yeah, they're honing the sound of uh of typical beatdown, and if you guys don't know how I feel about beatdown, I refer you to my sort of review on Orthodox's new album <laughs> just a, f a few episodes ago. Right. Yeah. You know, the beatdown music, it can get pretty monotonous. I do like it in moderation, and Jesus Peace, they've done a pretty good job of mixing it up. And, yeah, they do it very well on this one. It's not just a whole uh, chugga-chugga-chugga-choo-choo -choo the whole entire time. Actually, that's, that's perfect. 
because if you listen to the Jesus Peace music and all of their uh, and all of their peers, it's just like this uh, repetition of chugga chugga choo choo. <laughs> there you go, chugga chugga choo choo riffs. I'm coining it. I'm coining that term. Trademark. <laughs> Chugga chugga choo choo riffs in a Jesus piece and offering to the night. There's your lead in. Here's the song. Let's listen to it. Yeah, a little bit more uh, variance in their uh, in that musical trajectory. There we go, trajectory. <clears throat> they even revive a breakdown that you hear in the beginning. Yes, not all breakdowns sound the same. I have a very well-equipped ear attuned to hearing the different breakdowns in songs, and I would also <laughs> know because I write breakdowns in my songs. So uh, it is implied that I'm biting my thumb at you. <laughs> So yeah, there's the new uh, Jesus piece. They have a, like I said, their style is uh, pretty much amongst those other crazy chugging uh, hardcore bands. You think of Year of the Knife, you think of Orthodox, and you think of Home Wrecker. They're all pretty much uh, very similar. Uh, but at their shows, oh, does it go hard? I've seen Jesus piece once. It was with uh, with Year of the Knife, Terror, and Knocked Loose, and that was a crazy show. I tell you. And that was my only time seeing Jesus Peace. And also, I think that was the last show I ever saw at, uh, at Club Sound before they tore it down. Okay. Damn. I miss that place. <laughs> yeah, but that was, a, that was a crazy hardcore show. And there is their singer. And in the midst of all this uh, brutal sounding music, what shirt should he happen to be wearing? A Bad Religion shirt. I'm like, oh, I see you. I see you. <laughs> I'm like, good. 
pay pay respect to the forefathers. Without bad religion, there wouldn't be hardcore. There wouldn't be a lot, but and with a lot of other bands, there wouldn't be hardcore. But bad religion was one of them, and Jesus Peace is one of these current hardcore bands. Yes, they sure are. I don't know where I'm going with this anymore. Jesus Peace, an offering uh, to the new night. <laughs> yeah, sure, the new night because it's a new song. And also, disclaimer, every pick of mine on this show is from a hardcore band, except for the song at the very end. But otherwise, yeah, it's all going to be hardcore. Different styles, but, and they're all here for a reason. This one is here because it's fresh off the press. Just came out two days ago. Awesome. So, want to strike while the iron is hot. There you go. All right. And speaking of which, iron is hot with the Roadblocks on Bandcamp Friday. Uh, they released their album, Welcome to Paradise. It's awesome. I thought you were going to say something to the title of the track. You know, iron is hot. Branded. Oh, branded. Yes. <laughs> branded. <laughs> you are right. I missed that opportunity. You set me up. <laughs> Teed it up, and I blew it. Swing and a miss. <laughs> Well, the Roadblocks, we did play the title track. It was released earlier as a single. There's a video out for it. Uh, we played that on episode 288. Yes, we were on 293, so that was five episodes ago. Go check that out. You can also go back and check out SLC Punkcast episode 58.5, which came out July of 2018. The reason why I mentioned this, as that was four and a half years ago, is because we did an interview with Tom of the Roadblocks. He was on there. So if you want to hear that, I mean, there are three track uh, EP was the only thing out. They've released two full-length albums, including this one since. A lot of good stuff since then. They are from Ludwigsburg in Germany. The band's been around since 2016. Let's get into, as Eric said, Branded. Branded's cool track. There's a lot of other good ones. Uh, as it is, it's difficult to choose. I mean, the next one's an EP that I picked, and even the tracks. You know, maybe a lesser-known band because it's new as well. I had a hard time picking because all of those. But I don't want to wait like four or five episodes to put them all on as like great cover-to-cover -cover albums. Plus, yeah, uh, you know, they're new, so let's play them while they're new. So let's get into some new stuff. Roadblocks, check out uh, Welcome to Paradise. Let's check out Branded Together.
That's not a. The guy that you interviewed, his name didn't happen to be Arthur Digby Sellers, did it? It did not, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose not. It's not exactly vocal these days. <laughs> anyway, that was a good one. I like it. Uh, go check that out. Cool band. Uh, the album is available if you want to get the actual album, which I like to do. If you want to get the vinyl and you're over there in Europe, especially Germany, Mad Butcher Records is where you're going to find it. So get out there, go check out Welcome Paradise from the Roadblocks. And speaking of vinyl, this next one is available for vinyl. I know you can get it here in the U.S. if you head over to Pirates Press and then go into the releases on LSM Vinyl. And you can find Final Call. They just released their self-titled 12-inch EP I think there's six tracks. I've listened to them all a bunch of times, but I've been in my car most of the time, so I'm pretty sure I'm counting six in my head right now. <laughs> I did. It was tough to pick. This is a really cool band, and I think you should check it out. They're from San Fernando Valley in California. Uh, the release, the self-titled, just came out also on Bandcamp Friday. So, yes, lots of releases on Bandcamp Friday. We could be pretty busy playing stuff because I thought there was a lot of cool stuff that came out this past uh, Bandcamp Friday. Uh, I want to thank Anthony for sending it over. Uh, they do over on LSM Vinyl. You can get it. Uh, there's a bunch of black and even more clear with golden black splatter, which is what I ordered. I ordered mine over the weekend. I saw that and I thought, huh, what else has come out? Well, a few other cool ones. And Pirates Press was doing a Christmas sale. So if you're here in the U.S., good to go get uh, some stuff on vinyl for discount, right? Again, they're from San Fernando. Uh, the members of the band play, also play in, some of the band members anyway, play in Hard Knocks, Vispa Race, Down for Life, and Dead 77. Uh, I think maybe we've played Down for Life, but we definitely played all the I other think, ones a lot of times. Have. And we've had an interview with uh, Dead 77. So, yes, uh, very cool band. Again, I want to thank Anthony for sending it over our way. Their next confirmed show is going to be with the Templars in uh, Los Angeles, March of 2023. So get out there and check them out. Let's check out a track together. Uh, I have a hard time picking. Uh, like I was alluding to before I derailed myself into something else on the band, uh, it, they have one song that has some very metal elements to it, and then some other ones that have some hardcore elements here or there, and they have like some hardcore uh, group chants, vocals, whatever you want to call it, but then they also have it in the same style that you would hear. And oi, well, this particular track, you decide for yourself, but you can go listen. Uh, a little something for everybody that loves those three genres that I just named, and I think they blend them all well together. Uh, I like it a lot. Here is Final Call with World Gone Crazy off their self-titled EP. Yeah. 
me of mob mentality oh yeah particularly another great band, the by the way <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it does kind of sound like dan you're right so yeah it's like a yeah it's got that same style of more aggressive sounding oi not quite not quite street oi but like a you know more pissed off rather than melodious <laughs> right the i think they bring a cool variety to that ep to those six tracks so i definitely recommend if you hear something you like there i think you're going to like a whole lot more on that ep and again you can go out and get that vinyl over at lsm vinyl just like i got mine i'm waiting for it to arrive unfortunately nice. they don't arrive in like two, three days or four days whenever i ordered it but i think by the end of the week i'm going to get it so yes yeah. All right. Uh, good stuff. Go check out all of those new releases. Uh, guess what? We're going to play some other stuff that is also pretty new. So uh, we're going to play some bands that might be a little less known. Uh, Eric, what do you have? You know, looking at the list, pretty much every song that we chose, or at least every band, every release that they did, uh, every release from which we took a song, it's all been released this year. Yes. The only one that hasn't is the Christmas song and, well, at least my metal song. And, uh, yeah, yours too. Yes. And even then, that's not going too far back. It's just going back to the 90s. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There's a little precursor for you. I bet you can expect, well, <laughs> I know you can expect what Dustin's going to plug. <laughs> right. Or rather what type. But me, you know, just have to wait and find out. Wait and find out. Wait and find out. Yeah. Fuck, wait and see. Wait and find out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what you're going to find out now is my pick for an older, lesser-known song. How old is it? Well, going all the way back to the 9th of September this year. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I, had to, I decided to choose a song from the band Dispersed, who were just here. I played a show with them, and they also played a show up in Idaho for the Mosh for Santa benefit show. Cool. Yep. They were actually uh, scheduled for that one first, and then they just dis- and then they were like, well, you know what? We're probably going to stop by Salt Lake City. You think we could hop on a show if there's one going on? Yeah, you know what? We actually have this hardcore show that's all locals. We were just going to make it a local bill, but yeah, you know what? Let's make it a whole show. All right killer <laughs> and that was the show we happened to be on <laughs> but we'll talk more about that show later down the line dispersed yeah i wanted to give them some uh i wanted to give them a shout out because they are a great band they don't have a lot of material they have a grand total of four songs out three from the uh, bleed the same ep and one from 
the single I'm about to plug here, Crushing... <laughs> crushing Crushing Doubt. Crushing Doubt. Crushing Doubt. <laughs> yep. No, they're not from Scotland. They're from, uh, they're from San Diego. And they're actually homies with the Prescotts, the awesome. PSO guys. Cool. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. And... And yeah, they don't sound exactly like Project Sellout, just a, a little heavier, just slightly heavier, <laughs> we'll say that. Uh, but they are, ju- they are cool, just like the rest of them. They're really, they're really cool guys. They really enjoyed our uh, set, and we, needless to say, I really enjoyed theirs. And I, like I said, I'll be talking about that later. But Crushing Doubt, this one, this one came out this year, and I want to give it some love. I want to give these guys some love. Give, not make, give. (laughs) So here is Dispersed, Crushing Doubt. So yeah, slightly heavier than uh, Project Sellout, and uh, just a little, uh, 
a little less heavy than Jesus Peace. <laughs> so yeah, it's that kind of a, I don't want to say classic hardcore, but to me it's classic because this was the type of hardcore that was like uh, really prevalent in the days when I was going to shows. Well, I mean, I'm still going to shows, but <laughs> when I first started going to hardcore shows, it was just every band is starting to sound like a, Every band's starting to sound like Expire or Terror or Rotting Out. Those were like some of the the coup de gras of hardcore going in from the 2000s into the 2010s. And a lot of their... Uh, I can't... I don't know the actual, ter- <laughs> the actual <laughs> term, but a lot of those who are influenced are still lurking around today. Some of them are not. Some of them aren't bands anymore. Expire sure ain't a band anymore, which... Kind of sucks. They were a lot of fun. But their surrogates, <laughs> that's what I was trying to say. Their surrogates are still roaming about and dispersed as one of them. They are still out on tour, and I will be plugging their, sh- I'll be plugging their upcoming shows in the minutes to come once we start talking about live shows, the real meat of the episode. We're getting to the meat in a moment. A uh, couple more tracks. I've got a track, the band, it's a new release. Maybe lesser known, but I've played them before. Uh, they've had a couple other releases. The band is from Vancouver in British Columbia. They are Terminal City Rats. Uh, oh, God, kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Colin the Piper. We got to get this cleaned up. Uh, yeah, if it, was, uh, if it was that time of year. Is that a... No, that's not a, uh, a Celtic thing, is it? No, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, I think... Uh, no, I'm thinking of uh, the not not the Pied Piper. I'm thinking of St. Patrick, who ran out all the druids. There from, you go. <laughs> yeah, from Dublin, uh, or was it Dublin? I can't remember. It was in Ireland. That's the thing. The Pied Piper, I know, was just a is just an old fairy tale. <laughs> well, on a completely <laughs> different note than the Pied Piper, Terminal City Rats they released "Pull the Pin" uh, about what ten days ago on the 27th. It's cool. Check it out. Uh, when I heard it, it, like I said about the mother tracks, I kept going back and forth between like four or five tracks. Like, oh, I'm going to play this one, I'm going to play this one. And much the same as that final call, it's not the same type of a sound you're going to get throughout the entirety of the album. It's cool sound, so I wanted to, oh, well, uh, do I want to point out this? Do I want to show this element or that one? And you know what? I just settled. I settled because I really like this track. I like so many of the other ones, but I had to pick something. I can't play them all because, unfortunately, that's just not the way we do it here. But uh, you can definitely go check it out on your own. Go check out Pull the Pin. Let's get into some Vancouver street punk. Here is Terminal City Rats with Rotten and Forgotten. To the lost and the forward, to the rotten and the rotten, raising glass, raising glass, over the glass. We gotta fight, 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 every day to survive or lose everything.
you know, the vocalist, not the one doing that uh, faux black metal voice, the <laughs> clean vocalist, reminds me of uh, Greg's voice from uh, Bouncing Souls. Oh, he's got sure. that. He's got that same tone. The I sort didn't of, think about oh. that. I didn't think about that, but I think you're right on. I thought that uh, the the other vocals, I thought they were very much like what you get from Choking Victim or, you know, any of his bands. But uh, mm-hmm. you get that kind of, that crack rock steady, as it were. Yeah, uh, Stizza, that's, his, that's the guy. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, and a lot of that is derived from uh, his love of uh, black metal. Awesome. You know. I mean, look at the. I mean, look at Shoki Victim's album. The you know, no gods, no managers. It looks like a black metal record. <laughs> That's true. It sure does. That, that is true. So, uh, great stuff. I like it. There's so many other cool tracks on Pull the Pin. Uh, I didn't see it on Spotify. So go over to. I think it was on their Bandcamp page. Is where you can get it. it uh, it's definitely over on iTunes and so forth. Check it out. Hopefully, it'll be streaming soon. But uh, go support him. You know, it was Bandcamp Friday, but you can go to Bandcamp any day and support bands. Majority of the bands that we play, mm-hmm. you can find on Bandcamp, so uh, more of the money always goes to them on Bandcamp, but on Bandcamp Fridays, all the money except for whatever uh, you pay with, whatever source takes out their cut there, but Bandcamp doesn't take any money. So, enough about that. Terminal City Rats, Pull the Pinsy album, Rotten and Forgotten was that track. You can listen to some uh, some of the rest. It is a full length. Eric, uh, let's get into the Christmas track. You picked the Christmas track. What is it? Well, Christmas spot. themed. Yeah, Christmas themed track. It's that time of year we're going to, for the next handful of episodes, at least until the new year, we're going to throw some stuff that are somewhat themed for the festivities to come. Yep. And this isn't going to be like the overhead music you hear in grocery stores. Oh, God. Oh, God. That was one of the worst Christmases of my life. So, oh, working, yeah, I was yeah, going to say. Working at a fucking department store. They've started, too. Like, at the beginning of November, I was hearing Christmas tracks. I am very anti, before Thanksgiving, shouldn't be Christmas. Once you hit Thanksgiving, fucking Christmas it up. Yep, because, I mean, what is the cultivator of bringing in the holiday cheer other than Black Friday? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, God, whatever. Anyway, yes. Uh, yeah, talking of rats, you know, this... Uh, this song is actually actually got a very specific line in the opening lyrics. Rabies got the scabies. Now he's down on all fours. Hasn't helped his drumming, changing hands for paws. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this is referencing to one Rat Scabies, the drummer for none other than The Damned. Oh, yes, The Damned. They have a Christmas song. Yeah, they're sooner more related to uh, the old gothic hammer horror films. I mean, they even reference that <laughs> later on in the song, saying uh, Vanian's got a visit from a guy named Drac. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this could kind of be like a, your sort of Nightmare Before Christmas themed song. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Yep. Hey, if uh, Christmas is going to invade every other holiday, well, Halloween is going to invade Christmas. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and we're going to do so with uh, The Damned. The song is There Ain't No Sanity Clause. I know, Santy Clause. That's what I thought of when I first saw it. Me too. But it's actually a reference to a, uh, to a Marx Brothers skit from their movie uh, Night at the Opera. Uh, how did it, I don't know how exactly it went, but it was... Oh, yeah, I got it right here. 
The title and chorus of the song were derived from a scene in the Marx Brothers' 1935 movie A Night at the Opera, in which Groucho Marx attempts to explain the intricacies of a business contract to Chico Marx. When Groucho mentions the sanity clause, Chico responds, You can't fool me, there ain't no sanity clause. <laughs> so yeah, there it is. There's the... <laughs> That is how they got this uh, title. And how does the song hold up? Well, it's kind of displaying a rather, a rather bleak <laughs> holiday season for the damned. They are, just, uh, they are just getting sick and not being able to partake in the festivities that they so want to, which revolves around touring, making music. But being that it is the damned, they do it in such a fun way. So here it is, the damned's Christmas offering. There ain't no sanity clause. because he thinks he's Jaws, biting lady punters on the Norfolk broads. The Norfolk broads. <laughs> Paul plays the bass. He's just debased, that's all. Oh, no, there ain't no sanity clause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of other little quips in that song, but it's the damned, what do you expect? Yeah, that was a song that came out as a, uh, as a bonus single on their uh, Black Album. Yeah, they had a Black Album. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me, back in 1980. But it was re-released in 1999 on the Chiswick singles and another thing. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, let me see. There was, yeah, there was a bit of interesting history right here. Yeah, the single was the last new material to be released by the band on Chiswick Records. However, Chiswick would continue to reissue singles by the Dams, culled from existing material in their Big Beat imprint. So there you go. That's a little interesting uh, trivia fact right there. Awesome. A trivia fact. Redundant much redundant? <laughs> <coughs> Maybe a little. A bit of trivia for you about the damn damned. God damn it. <laughs> Anyway, love those guys, love that song, and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're at that meat port of the part of the show. We're going to talk about some live shows. I was going to go to one last week. I didn't. I had two 12-hour days of uh, coaching, and I just don't really like being around people that much, like in large crowds. And man, that fucking gym both days was so shit-packed that I couldn't sit anywhere, couldn't barely hardly stand. T- oh. People touching me. I don't like it. So oh, Lord. I passed out. Uh, I passed up on the opportunity. I'm really bummed I did. I, I did because I really wanted to go see The Afraid, watch some videos. They looked like they were killing it. So uh, hopefully anybody that did get to check out any of those three shows, LA, Las Vegas, and Salt Lake last weekend, you enjoyed them. Eric, what did you see in the last week? Okay, well, last Tuesday on the 29th, I went for that benefit show, uh, Benefit for Displaced Rose Park Families. Since a lot of uh, people's homes out there are getting completely demolished and a family's getting relocated and left uh, completely destitute. Because why? Because these uh, fucking rich-ass cocksuckers from California decided to set up shop and uh, put a little bit of California in the ghetto areas of Salt Lake City. You call this progress? <laughs> progress is more than just dollar signs, you motherfuckers. Anyway. Right. Anyway. They raised a ton of money in that show. That show was packed. There was at least 400 people there, which is like 100 over capacity. Wow. Yeah. If it was a touring band, they would have had to uh, cut them off. But since it was all locals and it was a benefit show, and because Hey Five Six was there filming it, yeah, we had to make sure that everybody was going off. And the bands did go off. That was, uh, yeah, portraits, they were the heaviest I had ever seen them. They were like... uh, yeah, because I saw them once, because uh, I played a show with them uh, back in uh, back on Halloween, the one where we got unplugged. And Portraits, I was hearing their music. I was like, this is some good music. But I was in the middle of loading our gear out of the cars and into the street. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> so I didn't really get the full effect of, of their sound. This time, holy shit, these guys are, these guys are brutal. <laughs> And I like it. That's awesome. All right. So portraits, just these, uh, just these little kids. You know, they're. I'm sure that they are older than they look, but I would wager to say that their age ends in the suffix teen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the, take that to the fucking bank. Doesn't matter. Their music is awesome. Anyway, Spent came on and they just uh, ripped it. They are one of the funnest live bands to see currently. Uh, same thing with Absolved. So many pileups during their uh, uh, during their song, whose name I cannot fucking remember, but it's it's the one that's like time and time again, <laughs> held down, pushed aside. Yeah, everybody clamors to uh, to the vocalist whose name I can't remember. I'm very bad at names today. <laughs> okay, today ever. I'm I'm always bad at fucking names, but it doesn't matter. The Absolved fucking kicked ass. And so did Run Into the Sun. That was their release show for their uh, single, Cry Slash Blood. 
And I also got a, uh, I also got a, yeah, what was it? First dibs to listen. Uh, Dan, he was sending out a, a message invites to a specific link on SoundCloud. So all, and it was called Locals Only. So everybody who was in the local hardcore scene got to hear those two new songs from Run Into the Sun a day early. Awesome. So that was really fucking cool. And you'll be hearing them in a few minutes. <laughs> a few lot of minutes. We're, we're going to be here for a while. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Narc also uh, jumped on the bill sort of uh, last minute. But, yeah, it was kind of weird because it's almost like they weren't meant to play that show. Two words, technical difficulties. Uh, there was one part where uh, Spencer's, uh, we were try- he was trying to figure it out. He was checking all the pedals. He was checking all the amp, but his guitar just stopped, like, towards the end of a song. And honestly, I thought it was just, like, a weird effect that they were doing because where it was just Emma and Tyler holding down the final beats while there was just a bunch of noise and feedback going on in the background, it sounded pretty fucking rad, especially for music of their caliber because they are by design, noisy as all fuck. <laughs> I mean, they're a power violence band. What do you expect? But then the next 10 minutes were just Spencer trying to figure everything out, only to find that it was just a shitty cord, <laughs> just a shitty cable. And all that took was like, okay, replace it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, that was kind of a uh, shit show. But other than that, they were, yeah, they were pretty good live. Visually tired, but <laughs> they still did the job, and it was cool. Good. Uh, yeah, the only bands I did not see were uh, Zodiac Killer, Snake Eyes, and Dispersed. Oops. Never mind. Zodiac Killer didn't play that. Snake Eyes did, and I'm mixing up Dispersed with uh, Degeneration X. Okay. Uh, Degeneration XXX. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I'm looking at I'm looking at my notes and I'm looking at the wrong lineup. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't remember these bands being on here. <laughs> so yeah, Snake Eyes. I was uh, I was just chilling outside talking with uh, uh, talking with my friends. My friend Landon, he was there uh, filming it. And there was I wish I got a picture of this. Just my best friend standing right next to Sonny, who is Hate Five Six, holding cameras in their hands, filming the show. I was That's like. Awesome. Oh my God, this is fucking perfect. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but alas, I did not get that picture. But there is plenty of footage. Even some uh, some bits of footage are being uh, leaked. They're just like uh, you know the digital video equivalents of test presses. <laughs> so you can see some uh, clips on that if you follow the bands. And the Generation XXX they played last, but by then my friend who was at the show left early because she was. Uh, going to celebrate her birthday at Aces High Saloon. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to come with you. And it was a good thing that I did because only five people out of the, uh, what, 20 that she invited showed up, including me. So I was like, yeah, that's that sucks. But, yeah, hey, I'm here. You got the cake. We're going to have fun. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so that was a fun little after party. Uh, oh, yes, and the Rose Park uh, Berets, they were there. They were, you know, they are the... Uh, Think of what they're what they're called. Okay, they are the advocates for you know for 
equality and housing equality, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I can't think of the right fucking term. My mind is a series of blanks today. And the Rose Park Berets, they were there to just sort of like uh, enlighten everybody about the current situation. And they, and of course, thank everybody for coming and donating. They rose, there was a lot of money for that one. Definitely the four digits, easily. That's great. Easily the four digits. I don't know the exact amount. I don't need to know the exact amount. I just need to know that it was a lot. And I, and I helped donate as well. Everybody who came in, they donated the minimum of $15. And some donated more. Some could only donate what they had, but it all went in. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was it was awesome. Just uh, these these benefit shows on a Tuesday night, no less, of a bunch <laughs> of hardcore bands. It was a stacked bill. Like that show went from like six to almost midnight. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and for the the people, the amount of people that had came to see this show, yeah, it's uh, just goes to show what ever a show linked to a cause can do. Like, that really just uh, brings out the communal appeal in everybody. Right. And I love that. So, yeah, that was a, that was a pretty loaded show. <laughs> anyway, on the, on the third, like I said, I missed the show at, uh, up in Idaho to go watch the Mosh for Santa, but I've seen footage from it. It looked like it was a pretty fun time. Where I was that night was my friend Cody Love B thing like Bucane or something like that, right? Bucane. Yeah, Cody Bucane. It was his birthday and it was a fun night that night over at uh, Aces High. There was Endless Struggle. There was the Modifiers, Informal Society, The Afraid, Goat Sifter, All Systems Fail, but no Al Ghoul. Oh. No Al Ghoul. They couldn't make it that night. I can I couldn't remember why, but it's it's all right. I got there right as Goat Sifter was playing their last couple of songs, and oh my God, they're just so good. They're so good live. All Systems Fail fucking killed it. The Afraid, they were a lot of fun. Informal Society was just rowdy as all hell. The Modifiers were interesting. That, that's one of the bands that uh, Skunk, Skunky Brewster, from, uh, uh, notably from Dubbed and Scary Uncle Steve, that's his new band that he started. Okay. And... How I know that this was a skunk band, even if I didn't know that he was there, I would know it because there was a guy up on the stage for a couple of songs playing a tenor sax. <laughs> yep, I'm like, there you go. That's his trademark. <laughs> just forming all these weird, but so good bands. The modifiers were really great. And Endless Struggle, oh yeah, everyone was just uh, going up to the top, getting up in, uh, I can't remember his name, Face. That's kind, of a, that's kind of a theme of this episode. I can't remember his name. There's people out there, and Eric doesn't remember him. Yeah. And that's, what, that's this part of the theme. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I do remember. They brought their original drummer from, like, yeah, from when they formed way back in the 90s. They brought him up on stage for one of their first songs, which is Endless Struggle. I don't think it was actually that one. That was the song they closed with, but... Just for that, they had their former member, their original drummer, in the set. They're just like, yeah, we're going to bring you up. I go, pay it forward. Which kind of made up for the fact that Jesse was not in attendance. <laughs> I was like, damn it, Jesse. I love watching you perform. You're so wild. <laughs> but he wasn't there for his, own, for his own personal reasons. Not like he's unhappy with the band or anything like that. There was just some things going on. 
he had to deal with it, and that's all there. That's all I need to say about that. Okay. Anyway, well, let's talk about the uh, show that I had on the second, the one with Dispersed and with Snake Eyes and with uh, Go Bankrupt and Die and Fight the Future. Okay. I kept one to. I keep wanting to say <laughs> fail to follow. I'm like, no, it's the other FTF band, <laughs> the one that is Straight Edge, and that was the funny thing. We were the only not Straight Edge band on that bill. Well, I mean, not everybody in. Uh, uh, not everybody, and I think uh, Fight the Future is Straight Edge, but most of them are. The fact was, we were the outliers. <laughs> How do I know this? DK spent the an hour before our set time over at Aces High getting drunk. <laughs> Nice. So, yeah, this was our sort of a redemption show because, you know, the last two shows ended in uh, they were somewhat of their own disasters. This time, well, we made it through the whole set without getting unplugged. Awesome. <laughs> and we got the hardcore kids all happy and in a flur, and they were just like, yeah, we're going to go crazy. And I was bumping people around. I was getting circle pits moving. I'm like, this is awesome. That is cool. And we played, we played pretty well. The only thing that sucked is Sid couldn't hear uh, Tyler's bass, which is, which is shitty because there are pauses in our songs where the bass just kind of uh, carries the whole thing over into the next section. And that means that Sid needs to hear that. <laughs> oh, my God. The, it's a cool venue. It's a cool place. But the sound there is a joke. It is a tall, tall room. It's about as tall as uh, your garage here. About 12 feet. Yeah. So on top of, like, all the reverb and no soundproofing whatsoever and just, uh, yeah, just everything echoing off the walls, it doesn't bode well for uh, for a lot of bands. And a lot of bands, while they were performing, they were, like, making eye contact and, like, nodding their heads to the drummer. So I'm like, okay, it's not just us. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, but that, that's enough about us. Fight the Future, they were a lot of fun. I even told them right after, like, you guys are fun. You're, you're the funnest hardcore band on this bill. Go Bankrupt and Die. I heard their music. It was... Personally, for me, nothing to write home about. I was just sort of uh, chilling outside, drinking beers in my friend's car. <laughs> as, a, as one does, <laughs> definitely no one else was doing it because 90% of the people in attendance were straight edge. <laughs> oh, God. But Snake Eyes, they killed it. Oh, my God. They are so much fun to watch. And I was watching from the merch table because my set took a lot out of me. I was so beat i was winded i was spent man there was nothing i could do for a while except just sit there and wait for people to buy shit <laughs> and then i saw and then i saw dispersed and dispersed oh my god they are fucking rad they are just so cool to they're so cool to hang out with they're so cool to listen to and just so cool to watch live and they even covered psychovision and I was one wow. of the three or four people that were up, <laughs> that were just up crowding this guy and just like screaming into the mic. And he was very happy about that. That's I was awesome. Like, yep, I got you, man. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a fun show. Was that our best set? Not really, but it was better than the last two we played. So that is a step in the right direction. <laughs> Honestly, the, the bar that we have to reach is the show we played at Oliver. That was our best set, hands down. So. Yeah, hopefully the one we play at the end of this month will meet that standard, if not 
overlap it. Awesome. We shall see. Anyway, those were all the shows that I saw in the last few days. And I'll be seeing... Oh, boy, this, uh, this weekend's going to be pretty loaded. <laughs> well, we're going to get to music here in a moment. Let's announce a few shows that will be coming up. Maybe some will be in your area. I don't have too many of those. Uh, if you're in Montclair, New Jersey, December 9th, doors are opening at 9, and it is at the Meat Locker. It's the Holiday Rock and Soul Dance Party. The High Stride and Duffy's Cut will be there. Boss Hooligan Sound System, and it's $15, so go check that out. Two cool bands, uh, Duffy's Cut and the High Stride. I like those bands. Uh, next up, there'll be one uh, December 10th. It's Punksmiths Volume 7. And I believe this is at the Cellar on Treadwell, which I believe is in Connecticut. I can't find where specifically on there, but uh, Hamden, Connecticut, I'm thinking. Anyway, if you're in that area, $10. It's a 2 p.m. show because so many bands are going to be playing. At Punksmith 7, you'll get Jared Napick, Mass Hysteria, Johnny Cabs, Final Show, Cry Havoc, Zombie, Wolf Harbor, Land Piranha, Disqualifier, Benny Muniz, Sandy Claus, Rusty Things, ah. <laughs> Matthew W. Charles, and Bobby Dykeman. So uh, go out and check that out if you're in Hamden, Connecticut. A lot of great bands. Uh, not quite a matinee, but it does start early. I'm sure it's going later. Uh, a lot of good stuff. That's only stuff coming up. I wanted to point out when we did that interview on last episode uh, with Stu of Spirit World, he mentioned a few shows they're going to be doing with Integrity. I don't think we had everything announced yet. It came out just after we released the episode. January 13th, they'll be in Houston with Integrity. January 14th in Austin at Mohawk. January 15th in Dallas at Studio at the Factory. So if you want to go check out Spirit World and Integrity and you're in Houston, Austin, and Dallas mid-January next month, you should definitely do so. Coming up here in Salt Lake, and we'll talk more about it on the next episode, a Friendsmas Eve, a punk rock Christmas, benefiting the Utah Domestic Violence Coalition. You'll get to see the bands Racist Kramer, Cop Drama, Fail to Follow, Damn Dirty Vultures, Pirates of the Promised Land, all doing covers. Uh, hence, we did Revenge of the Covers with CJ, and Eric and I will be doing that uh, part two of 2022 uh, coming up in a couple days, you can see this weekend, December 17th, is when you can go to the show. It's at the Urban Lounge. Entry's free, but again, they're collecting money for raffle prizes. It's a 21 and older show. Get there. They raise tons of money. They get tons of great prizes. So if you're here in Salt Lake, go to that. And finally, the one that I'm continually mentioning, it's Destination Chaos, January 28th through February 4th. Uh, at, in Porta Plata, Dominican Republic. So if you want to go to the DR, head to the Experience at Senator Resort. Uh, they still have room packages, single-day tickets, and you get to go see bands like Iggy Pop, Descendants, Parquet Courts, Gogol Bordello, Peter Hook and the Light, performing Joy Division's Unknown Pleasures, Amel and the Sniffers, Bouncing Souls, Shame, The Chats, Amigo the Devil, The Bronx, Teenage Bottle Rock, Starcrawler, Grade 2, that new Grade 2 single's Fucking awesome. Just came out like a week or so ago. I love that track. Uh, Giant Dog, The Cat Lady, Moscow Death Brigade, Los Perics, Lemmy Winks, Thick, Shido, Crazy in the Brains. Love Crazy in the Brains. One of my favorite interviews that we've done. And Vicious Dreams. Awesome. And then you'll get a bunch of stand-up comedy from comics such as Josh Adam Myers, Eddie Pepitone, Joe Sib, 
Josip, <laughs> uh, Cassie Balsham, Natalie Cuomo, and JT Habershat. Habershat. Hopefully I got that right. A uh, lot of good stuff. If you have the opportunity, I mean, it's uh, cold in, here in North America. Go to the DR. It's going to be warm. Cool-ass show. Uh, if you get the opportunity, man, it's awesome. So, uh, yeah, get out there and check out Destination Chaos. Again, each day features, you know, some DJing midday. You can go enjoy the mornings to yourself. And then in the evenings, every evening, so you're not checking out you know, 50 bands, because that's the one drawback of some festivals is you pack in 40, 50, who knows how many bands in a short window. Well, you get uh, several great bands, and you can hang out all week long. Great weather at the beach, and so many awesome bands. So, And they do have two different stages. Well, I think three stages, but two of them are for the bands. So get out there, check it out. Eric, what shows do you have to add? Oh, what don't I have to add? <laughs> First off, we'll uh, start with the ninth. <clears throat> there will be the uh, final installment of Crucial Fest this year, which is Crucial Crucial nice. Crucial and it's not as crazy as the uh, previous entries of this uh, festival. This is just going to feature uh, three bands at one venue. Aces High Saloon will only be ten dollars. Starts at seven p.m. Bands included will be Portal to the Goddamn Blood to mention. Man-Made Men, and Banana Boys. All right. Yeah. A lot of weird, uh, noisy stuff. It's uh, uh, strange musicians. Well, uh, okay, yes, they are strange people. (laughs) (laughs) Not strange to the point where you don't want to be around them. They're rather interesting people, really nice people. And I'm excited that Portal is doing some stuff again. They've been, uh, yeah, they've been weirdly absent the past couple years. Anyway, the 10th. Oh, the 10th. Oh, my God, the 10th. There is so much shit going on. First off, there is going to be a flea market, a winter market at the Beehive. That starts at 12 p.m. and will go to 7 p.m. A lot of uh, underground artists selling their wares. Cool. So that'll be fun. Meanwhile, at your mom's house, there will be a benefit show. For what, you may ask? For the venue itself. They need repairs on that house. Their water heater's broken. Uh-oh. And, uh, oh, God, so many other things. The place is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, bands, in, bands performing will be, well, it's a bit of a mixed bill. We have Snake Eyes. We have Narc. We have Ribbons. We have Lane in the Chain, Horrible Penny, and Mario Crot. And that's their first show. Uh, expected $10 donation and show up at around uh, 6, 7 p.m. <laughs> Then, at Aces High Saloon, our favorite psychobilly friends, the Coffin Cats, are returning to Salt Lake once again this year, and they'll be playing with the Pseudos and Debasers. That's a $20 show, and it will start at 9 p.m. And at Urban Lounge, the mighty Off is returning. Awesome. Off. And they will be playing with Zulu. Now, I'm really bummed that I'm going to not be seeing that show. Not because I'm missing off. I've seen them a few different times, quite a few times, and yes, they're fun. But Zulu, I haven't seen, and they are awesome. They are an awesome band. Oh, man. So it's okay. Spilt milk. They're still young. They will be back, I hope. <laughs> yeah, touch wood. I don't want to jinx that. Anyway, that's at Urban Lounge. It starts at 7 p.m. as well, and that's a $20 show. 
Now, the two remaining shows that night that I'll be going to will, you know, come in as such. I'll be going to Kilby Court first, where the band's 200 stab wounds and undeath will be making their return to Salt Lake with Enforced and Phobophilic. What I am going there for is to see Enforced. I love Enforced. Their album, Kill Grid, is thrash, black, hardcore, whatever. Black and thrash core, if you really <laughs> want to put it into layman's terms. <laughs> and I did. And they were on tour, yeah, they were on tour a, uh, last year with Exhumed, and they did not make it all the way to Salt Lake. That was where their, their tour cut off a couple days before the Salt Lake date. I'm like, damn it. Damn it. But I saw Exhumed this year, and now I'll be seeing them forced this year. I'm like, yes, good. And then I will have to cut my time at that show short. Sorry, 200. Sorry, Undeath, but I have seen you before. 200 Stab Wounds, I opened up for you guys. So, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... And I'll be trekking on over to the complex to see, well, I don't know how many of these bands I will be able to see, but the main thing I want to see over there is a Monomarth. Now, oh, yeah. a Monomarth, I've seen once about, yeah, just a little over eight years ago at the Murray Theater, that tiny little Murray Theater with a band that is as big as a Monomarth. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the show sold out, definitely. But I got in for free because my buddy worked there, and he had some will call tickets that nobody was using, and he gave me one. So, yeah, that was awesome. And Amon and Marth were here a few years ago, and I missed him because I was strapped for cash. I had uh, spent a lot of money to, one, get my ticket to see Rancid and get my ticket to see Dropkick Murphys in that same, in that same week. And by the time I realized I was out of money, I realized, oh, I can't, uh, I can't go see Amonamarth. That sucks. <laughs> and what even sucks worse is that was the second time that At The Gates was here. And that's the second time I missed him. Dang it. <laughs> At least in the recent years. I'm still kicking myself in the ass about that. Anyway, Amonamarth, they're coming with a stacked lineup. We got... Yeah, Amon and Marth, they will be, they're performing with their Swedish counterparts, Carcass. And who should be alongside them? Probably some uh, American death metal stalwarts like Obituary and Cattle Decapitation. I even made a little, uh, a little uh, comment on the Aces High uh, band page, or Instagram page, because they were saying, the best, uh, the best caption of this tour gets two free tickets. And I was like, okay, the battle between Swedish Viking doctors and vegan, um, vegan coroners. Nice. Because <laughs> if you know anything, yeah, I'm on a Martha, they're the Vikings. Carcass, if you look at their lyrics, and they actually said this in interviews, they were just looking up terms in medical dictionaries and putting it to brutal death metal lyrics. So that's how they got their inspiration. Okay. Ob obituary? Yeah. Obituary. It's American gore at best. Cattle decapitation, also American gore while pushing the vegan agenda. <laughs> so yeah, you kind of hit all uh <clears throat> you kind of hit all spots right there in that in that tour. That's gonna be a brutal fucking show. So I'm excited about that. Okay, so that's gonna be my night. And I still got a few more to get through. <laughs> On the 16th, 
after I recovered from that weekend. There, my friend Parker from Captain Daniels and the Sunnybrook Sailors is putting on his fifth annual anti-Christmas suicide prevention benefit show. I played that last year, and he gets a new lineup every single year. And this year's, this year's model includes Death Blow, The Ulteriors, Sacrilegion, and Violent Unrest. And that's going to be at Aces High Saloon. It starts at 8 p.m. Donate the fuck out of your pockets into that show. Cool. <laughs> and finally, the 17th, the aforementioned Despite Despair record is going to be released that day, and they're going to have a show for it. It's going to be at the Beehive, and alongside them will be Hemwick, Fight the Future, and Portraits once again. Portraits becoming a bit of an underground success in this town. <laughs> and why shouldn't they? They're fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's everything I got for shows. Then let's get into some music. What yeah. do you got? You got some albums. What's your album? Okay, my album, I will remind you all, because I doubt you remember this after <laughs> that... After that whole uh, span of upcoming concerts. <laughs> so I reiterate, Run Into the Sun released their single, Cry Slash Blood, just a few days ago. It was on the 6th. And yeah, it's some good shit. It's some good shit. Just two songs. And I decided, you know what? Dan and the rest of the guys in Run Into the Sun have done so much for the scene for so many years. And they are continuing to do so. They're still continuing to pay it forward and give back to this community. So I'm like, you know what? You're going to, you all are going to have to hear the new single, every single last one of those two tracks on this episode. The first of which is Cry. And this features the likes from Degeneration XXX. I don't know which members. Well, definitely Draven. Draven is Draven is Degeneration. <laughs> He's the singer, by the way. <clears throat> and the interesting thing about uh, Cry and uh, the single Blood, they have very distinct styles. You know, they're, they're sort of uh, protruding away from their, um, from their bass style that was like a... I said it was kind of a cross between a Verse and Snapcase which are two pretty different bands in their own right. But these ones, at least Cry gets a little, uh, a little heavier, and Blood gets a little more stringy. But I will, uh, I will talk about them after we listen to the songs to really kind of uh, accurately describe the comparisons and the inspirations, what they remind me of, pretty much. So without further ado, here is Cry.
So yeah, that one is just more uh, straight hardcore riffing, a little more of the tough guy ethos. Not quite so like, uh, you know, fist into the ground tough guy, but just sort of like we got we got something to say, man. <laughs> and and yeah, the added help of degeneration. I'm pretty sure it's all of them at this point because I'm like, yeah, they're doing the background chants. So, and you can tell that's more than one person, unless they're overdubbing, <laughs> which I doubt they are. I know they definitely are, and that's not how they roll. <laughs> okay, moving on from there, here's the other half of the single, Blood. Now, this one is a little strange. It's going on to that, uh, it reminds me of the old school uh, Vision of Disorder, where they were like uh, combining the, yeah, the ferocity and the, and the overall intense vigor of hardcore music, but then jumping into some softer, uh, more... I don't want to say grainy, but more like a digitized vocals, pretty much. You know, you think of like some of the alternative bands in the 90s and how they were singing, and they just kind of felt a little, uh, it felt a little grainy. Just a little grainy, but not like they're gargling on sand. Like it's, <laughs> like the production was just very lo-fi, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> That's the best way that I could describe it off of the top of my head. But if you have heard Vision of Disorder or if you have heard the likes of, uh, I don't know, Life of Agony, how they uh, molded those two sounds together, yeah, that's basically what Blood is about. It's sort of a, yeah, it's like Vision of Disorder and a more subdued snap case because it's got those weird little uh, chromatic stringy riffs that are just like, That's my attempt of trying to sound that shit off. But rather than continuing to embarrass myself any longer, let's listen to Blood.
Okay, now that I've listened to it and more or less composed myself, <laughs> I guess the word that I was looking for is reverby. Like you hear the echoing, you hear the echoing off of uh, when Dan is singing. Kind of like how you're hearing us now. Yeah, little echo in here. Yeah. So that's basically what it's a. Uh, that was basically what I was uh, getting across. So not quite. Uh, I mean, similar, but not an exact replica of the vocal standards that I was talking to. Uh, excuse me, talking about earlier when discussing, not even discussing, describing vision of disorder. <laughs> but still, the style is. Uh, they're not too far apart. They're just on the opposite side of the same road. We'll say that. And and yeah, the overall guitar tone just sounds like that uh just sounds like the one from Snapcase. Like I just keep coming back to the song uh Caboose. <laughs> it's very similar to that tone. And just as well, I mean, uh Run into the Sun covered Snapcase. They did a whole Snapcase set for Halloween. Right. This is getting a little stranger. <laughs> uh, but anyway, run into the sun. Dan, good job, you guys. I got nothing bad to say about these songs. Well, except for uh, one little nitpick of mine, which is, I know, Dustin is so shocked. <laughs> one little nitpick of mine is when they're doing those hard P's or those hard B's, and it's just like, boom, boom. I'm like, ah. I know that's not something that's easily fixable, and you know, it's not like it ruins the song for me, but it is something of me, something, at least personally, to me, that's just like, come on, just uh, just one re-record over that. <laughs> <laughs> just like control the B's and the P's. <laughs> get a pop filter on that mic. <laughs> I'll get seven pop filters on that mic. <laughs> anyway, that's my only, that's my only gripe with these, uh, with these songs. Other than that, the chef's kiss, as it were. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all I got now. And thus ends my, uh, uh, my marathon of hardcore bands to discuss <laughs> this episode. Next episode's going to be different. I actually kind of have a new a plan set. Awesome. Well, I have a great album. Uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, well, I was looking forward to this release. So first, before I get any further, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, yes, awesome band. We've played them before. Been out of shape. They just released a full length. It's called Old Rats on a New Ship. I was talking about it uh, the last few episodes, mentioning the new stuff coming. I've had a chance to listen to it uh, by streaming and so forth, and uh, it's on its way here from Audio Epidemic Records, so if you would like to get yourself a copy, Audio Epidemic Records, and I'll probably be playing it again just because I really do like this album. So once that record arrives, be on the lookout. We'll probably play more. I struggled picking tracks. Uh, I really enjoy the two that I picked, but there's several more that I could have easily interchanged and been equally as happy with. Um, We'll have another record coming, but I'll mention that one as it gets here. Uh, a great band from the UK. That's all I'm going to tell you. This band, Ben Out of Shape, is from Friesland in Netherlands. I want to thank Bart, as always, because Bart also reached out about this, and I'm definitely playing it here. It's fantastic. Again, you can go to audioepidemic.net. Go check it out on Audio Epidemic. You can go check out Ben Out of Shape's uh, Bandcamp page, stream it, all those kind of things. It came out November 22nd. First track that we are going to play is called 
Stand by your guns. So let's get into it. It's pretty awesome. Pretty big guns to be standing by. Right? Yeah. You mean a, like a Gatling gun? It could be. Or are you just uh, standing up a uh, long rifle? Depends on the person. It depends on what you're comfortable with. Because yeah. I'm just picturing like some, uh, <laughs> like some old-timey uh, hunter with a big old mustache and a 10-gallon hat just, uh, stand, just standing by the woods all proper, standing up straight, and he's got his gun right here. <laughs> you know, the, the handle on the ground and the, and the barrel just, uh, grip, just gripped in his hand. He's like, yep, stand by your guns. Well, the song title gave you that visual. We'll see if hearing the song gives you a different visual. So here we go. It's been out of shape off of Old Rats on a New Ship. it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> it's no longer enough to stick to your guns. Now you got to stand by them now, too. Okay, I guess. <laughs> Thanks. Awesome song. I, I really like this album. Uh, they did a great job. I liked the split and the EP uh, prior to, and so just really excited that uh, these great 
great guys from the Netherlands, put out another release, great album. And again, here in the U.S., I'm excited that you can get it here in the U.S. from Audio Epidemic. So check out Audio Epidemic Records. Uh, again, that other release that I'll talk more about when it arrives is the bands from the U.K. So again, some of these bands, when they're regularly releasing the, either their own stuff or on other labels, there's so many great labels. I mean, I was talking about Mad Butcher Records earlier uh, on the roadblocks. You know, you, it's Europe. We pay more in shipping, and I'm not complaining. It's just there's so much great music all over the planet. And sometimes when you want to get those hard copies and you got to spend a lot more, it kind of sucks. But you know what? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can save a little bit by ordering uh, when they get the imports. And so that is going to be available here uh, from Audio Epidemic. Yeah, you can also save a lot just in, just in case, if you get them now, it will be more expensive when they become relics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just think, of all the records you're buying now from all these new bands, you're buying a lot of first presents. <laughs> right, indeed. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm holding to. I'm just like, I can't wait to get them bragging rights. Uh, well, I'm excited for the first pressing to arrive here uh, from that Ben Out of Shape, Old Rats on a New Ship. Let's play another one. And again, like I said, once that record arrives, you know what? I might play something just under that new song category because I really do like it. And I think you should check it out. So in case you hadn't, in the next few weeks, we're going to listen to it again. So Ben Out of Shape, Old Rats on a New Ship. Let's go with the track Places to Go.
Yeah, no matter how old you are, you think you've seen it all, but you ain't seen shit, bud. Right? Still got places to go. I love that. I love those little uh, messages of positivity in uh, songs like these. I do, too. Had to play that one. I loved it. Uh, I think that the beat's just uplifting. The message is fantastic. I love the vocal delivery. I just really like Ben Out of Shape, so go check out that new album there. It's pretty friggin' awesome. Uh, Old Rat's on a new ship. It's brand new, but it still is really good. It'll be on my best albums of the year, and Eric and I are going to have to start working on that because the year is quickly winding down. Oh, I've been working on it. <laughs> For the last few months, I've been working on it. I've got a list, but I've got to start organizing it. So if it's, it, the, uh, the stuff's on the list, but definitely needs some organization. I'll take some time. But that's for another day. Eric, let's wrap up the show. You know how we go. Okay. Yes, as I was, uh, as I was sort of uh, preluding to earlier in this episode, there is a song that I chose from a band from the 1990s who were huge as hell back in their day and still are pretty huge. I mean, they are especially very huge now since they decided to reunite. I think you can understand where this is heading. <laughs> yes, I am, of course, talking about Pan fucking Terra. <laughs> yeah, they are all Pan and no Terra right now. <laughs> right. I know. Every, if you're a metalhead, you know the news. Phil Anselmo finally reformed Pantera, got Zach Wilde on guitar and Charlie Benante on drums in place of uh, Diamond Vinny, respectively. And that in that that is where the problem is. <laughs> It's like, yes, Phil Anselmo, he was the voice. He has the recognizable voice in Pantera's heyday when Pantera stopped being a glam metal band and decided to be something a bit heavier. <laughs> you know, and you, can, you cannot deny their cultural influence onto the metal scene. It was, you know, it was heavy metal for rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> Pantera walked so, oh God, <laughs> they walked so that Five Finger Death Punch could uh, crawl, <laughs> but still think that they're running. Okay, I'm not going to talk shit on Five Finger. It's it's old news. Okay, but seriously, and I'm bringing Metallica back up for this. Next September, they're doing like a big old uh, a big old arena show, and Metallica's performing two sets and two nights. They're both going to be completely different, which I think is awesome. One night, Pantera is open enough for them, and the next night, Five Finger Death Punch is open enough for them. I'm okay. like, wow, one right. One white trash band for another white trash band. <laughs> okay, but that's, uh, that's not the point. Point is, uh, Pantera, the semi-reunion, and I do mean that quite literally because half of the band is still alive. Yeah, literally still alive. <laughs> Just played their first show in, yeah, what was it, 26 years, I want to say? Wow. Something like that. Maybe, not, maybe not, not that much. I think their last show was 2000. 2001 to 2002, 2000-something. One of those years before 2004. <laughs> it's yeah. been a while. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. It's been a long time. So about 20 years. And they finally... Yeah, it was the uh, Hell and Heaven Metal Fest. That was their big comeback show. And I watched part of it online. They have the whole, uh, they have the whole concert on there from... You know, bootleg footage. <laughs> but even through that bootleg footage, I was listening to the songs, and I'm just thinking the whole the whole time. Oh, Phil. Oh, Phil, you're just you're not sounding good, bud. 
I mean, yeah, Phil's been a bit out of practice from uh, singing live, at least as intensely as he was back in the 90s. Because back in the 90s, I mean, that's all he knew. It was like... it was like singing, smoking dope, drinking beer, and shooting heroin. Those were the four things he knew about. And that all equated out to him just being a total fucking dumbass. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of controversy surrounding Phil Anselmo, his whole Sieg Highland and shouting white power and then s- claiming that he was talking about white champagne that was backstage. What? The guy is a, the guy is a moron. <laughs> Yeah, He's, agreed. Yeah, people are all saying, like, Phil Anselmo's a Nazi and shit like that. And I'm like, I don't think Phil Anselmo's a Nazi. I just think he's stupid. Right. <laughs> and, yes, stupidity begats ignorance. Ignorance begats uh, bigotry. But still, I don't think he's intelligent enough to be, like, a radicalized racist. <laughs> he doesn't organize with others. He still smokes weed, which is, you know, kind of frowned upon by white supremacists. It's like, you don't drink don't have weed that comes from a black country. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. We got to stay sharp. Uh, yeah. Right. Boy, I realized saying sharp, that's actually counterintuitive. Skinheads against racial prejudice. <laughs> uh, I'm getting, uh, I'm derailing myself here. <laughs> the fact was, uh, Pantera, yeah, they reformed. And I think that this was, and Phil, he's been wanting to, he's been wanting to reform Pantera for years at many an interview he's always saying you know if we could just get zach wilde play guitar me Vinny, and rex could just do a pantera show we could bring that shit back but not only was that a stupid idea sure zach wilde may be on there but you know zach wilde plays guitar for a living he'll do anything to get in the limelight <laughs> you know but Vinny wasn't having any of it while he was alive Vinny did not like phil anselmo oh those wounds have not healed and, yeah, Phil didn't even get that closure. He's not, you know, as far as he knows, Vinny still died with a grudge against him. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but that being how it was, after Vinny passed away, you could just, I could just picture Phil just rubbing his hands together like, oh, yeah, now's my time. Now's I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> We're going to bring back Pantera. oh god and yeah he got his uh his dream came true and a lot of people are excited i'm just like hey that's great you get to see a very expensive pantera cover band (laughs) sure the vocalist is there and he may just be like yeah we're dedicating this to uh diamond vinnie i'm like yeah yeah that doesn't exactly make it any better Which brings me back to the point I was making about watching Phil perform. His vocals are not what they used to be. He's not as energetic. You don't hear the same, uh, you know, push behind those vocals, at least not in the, what I was hearing. And sure, like I said, it was bootleg footage. The audio is not the best. It's not professional at all. But even through all that, I could just tell that he was lacking on that front. You know, and you could just, I just see Zach Wilde. He's having a good time. Rex Brown is going all over the stage just you know, just plucking away at that bass. And I, I couldn't see Charlie Benante, but I can hear Charlie. He is a fucking great drummer, you know. Just listen to any of the Anthrax albums he's on. He knows how to hold it down. So, so yeah, great musicians. Well, Phil isn't a musician, but... <laughs> but Phil's yeah. there. He's, he's there. He's the face of Pantera now. <clears throat> uh, he's, he was never the face of Pantera. He was the voice. There the face go. will always be the Abbott Brothers. Those guys, oh man, 
Oh man, they were that band was something else, and now they are some, and now they are something else. Kind of the same way how Greg Ginn revived Black Flag back in 2014. <laughs> yeah, we we don't talk about that shit stain on their discography. <laughs> I've gone on and on about Pantera. I just had a lot of things to uh, get off my chest right there. So yeah, what song did I choose? True. What is what song did you choose, Eric? Well, I played Pantera on the show before. I played my favorite song by them, which is Domination. Oh, yeah, I love Domination. If not for just that simple fucking breakdown in the end, you could get away with so much just playing one note. <laughs> it just depends on how you play it. Anyway, this song is... Uh, got a, I have a bit of a... I have a bit of a funny story attached to it. When I started playing in my first band... A shitty fucking band, shitty fucking deathcore, shitty fucking name, shitty fucking singer. Well, he was acting shitty at the time because he was still a kid. But, <laughs> you know, and shitty fucking songs. We only had three songs and a drum solo. And the drum solo was the best song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It was, a, it was a stupid time. And I didn't even really like deathcore. I still don't really like it. But I was like, you know, you're my friend. I am... Hungry to be playing in a fucking band. So let's just, uh, yeah, I'm in. I'll go and do it. <laughs> and we were wanting to cover the song by Pantera, Mouth for War. So I learned it on the bass and I listened to it a ton. I'm just like, God damn, Pantera got some good shit. <laughs> and I went and listened to the rest of that album, Vulgar Display of Power. I even listened to it today just to sort of get refreshed. And oh yeah, that thing still holds up. It is, it is so good. <laughs> Pantera had some really good songs back in their day. And they, they still do. I still think they hold up. I don't care what the haters going to say. <laughs> yeah, because they got a lot of haters, mostly because of Phil. But the thing was, thing was Mouth for War that has been like engraved in my head and only to never be able to play it. <laughs> we played two shows. Again, just the three songs and the drum solo. And we closed out the set with the drum solo, which is really weird. <laughs> if only you could go back in time, but there'd be so many things we'd all change. Oh, God. No, that was... Uh, that was uh, <laughs> there's even so much more surrounding that band, but I'm just going to leave it at that. This, So, yeah, Mouth for War is one of my favorite Pantera songs. It is within my top three easily. Probably seconded only... Yeah, Domination is still at the very top. Mouth for War is probably a close number two. I don't know. That's up for debate. We'll just see. I don't care. Pantera, Mouth for War, one of their best songs. Let's fucking listen to when they were good. <laughs>
That's the Pantera that I know and love. Yeah, like I said, haters gonna hate and I don't give a shit. Uh-huh. Pantera was still a great band. They were just this, this malleable force that really just turned music on its ear in the 90s. They were like one of the bands that arguably cultivated the likes of uh, new metal. Just the idea of like bringing thrash out of the 80s and just like mixing it around for a 90s sound. And just added those uh, really infectious, groovy riffs to it. It was like, yeah, okay, this is something that's new. And definitely not the Pantera from the 80s that we knew about. Yeah, this is, we don't talk about glam Terra. <laughs> With the teased hair and the spandex outfits. Oh my God, it's so funny to think that that was the same band. Sure, a different vocalist, but still... Knowing what Pantera was and how they, uh, well, even how they are remembered fondly and what they are now, it's like, can't even say night and day. It's like, a, it's like <laughs> twilight, <laughs> dusk, then dawn. <laughs> you could just put that wherever you want. <laughs> put those three notions wherever you want. Uh, but the band right now is just, uh, judging by what I've seen on that uh, live footage, on life support right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people are coming because they're going to hear the songs that they grew up with and that just want to hear it live. It's like, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You do you, but I'm not going to be shelling out money to see, to see them. I may be shelling out money to see that Metallica show next year because, really, I love Metallica. And I do love Pantera, although I'll probably bite the bullet and watch that set. And I could give less of a shit about Five Finger Death Punch, just so long as they play The Bleeding. That's the only song I care about. <laughs> anyway, I'm through dating myself here. <laughs> that was my 90s metal track. Dustin, what's your 90s metal track? <laughs> Mine is a 90s new metal track. We played Linkin Park. This band reminds me of like the B version of Linkin Park. Uh, the beaver version. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I thought, you know what? I got to play him. Uh, I'm going to be ending playing new metal, so I'm going to play it through the rest of this year. But by 2023, I'm going to pick something else. So there's a few other bands, including Crazy Town. That's who I'm talking about. They're from LA. They started in '95. They released the album "The Gift of Game" November 4th of 1999. So what does that make? That 23 years ago. Uh, 23 years ago, it was released. That album actually sold over 1.6 million copies. The track Butterfly uh, was number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. So in case you don't remember the band, there you go. If you do remember the band, they actually uh, had quite a bit of success, at least with uh, the album The Gift of Game. Uh, The band has played on under the name Crazy Town X. I think there's like two main band members, and one of them didn't make it uh, or didn't stay in the band. Uh, the other one, who I think still is in the band, what is he, like Shifty Shellshock or something like that. I think he was on like one of those celebrity rehab shows, maybe, I saw with Dr. Drew. You're talking to the wrong uh, cowboy. Uh, I don't watch too much of those, but uh, I did watch one. It was quite a few years ago. Anyway, 
Uh, let's get into the track. Let's wrap up the show. It's been uh, it's been fun. So let's listen to some new metal with Crazy Town. We're not playing Butterfly. We're playing Toxic. Catch a fire, fire it up, corrupt, stirring it up. It's burning hot, drifting, hitting every slide. With a drop kick, it's toxic. Trouble like your girl in a mosh pit. I've lost it, and that's the only way that we rock shit. Banging heads and ripping threads. If I wasn't rocking shows, I'd be better off dead. One, two, the word can destroy your whole crew. And that's toxic. That's toxic. We leave them hanging like in the Organic, manic, mind you find a frantic Just the way we plan it See, we be stomping around the planet And we stand alone We infiltrate your chromosome No clone, our DNA has got a strain of its own And it's There it is, Toxic Crazy Town. Had you heard that one? No, <laughs> I haven't even heard of Crazy Town. <laughs> well, they so like I said, they sold uh, they sold some records, sold a few. Did they? Wow, a band <laughs> sold records. <laughs> one point six, and the other track, uh, Butterfly, was on Billboard's Hot 100, number one on the Hot 100. Wow, okay. There you go. That ends that. That was my new medal for the day. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on the show. Thank you. You can find us uh, on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player, FM, Podvine, and slcpunkcast.com. I'm sure you can find us other places. Find us, listen to us wherever it's convenient. Thank you for listening all the way up to this point. Hopefully you found some great bands to listen to, and you can go find those bands over on Instagram at JesusPeaceHC at the Roadblocks at finalcall.sfv, at dispersed hardcore, at terminal city rats, at the damned official, at run into the sun hc, at bent out of shape, and at slc punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? 
You can find me on Instagram at scaryuncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Uh, if you follow me, I don't know why you would. I barely post on there anymore. But where I do post is on my band's Instagrams. That is at anonymous underscore band official and at theapathetics.slc. Their Facebooks, respectively, are at Anonymous SLC and at The Apathetics, and our band camps, AnonymousSLC.BandCamp.com and TheApathetics.BandCamp.com. Anonymous will be recording next week. Awesome. Well, we're going to start recording next week. We don't know when it's going to be done. We don't know where it's going to come out, but new shit is actually coming. We finally figured this uh, rigmarole out. <laughs> And if you want to follow my uh, podcast, Lead Melodies, it's on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.podcast. Whoops. Dot podcast, dot podcast? Dot podcast, dot podcast, dot podcast. That's a long one. Yeah, it is a, it is a long one. You know, so, so many people are just imitating names and going on to Instagram. It's like when sometimes <laughs> you just got to repeat yourself to stand out. Anyway. Right? dot podcast dot slc you can stream the episodes on anchor.fm or on spotify and be sure to follow the slc hardcore page on facebook i am doing my best to keep up with the uh flyers with all the shows that are happening but you've heard me talk about the shows that are coming up within just in the matter of one day <laughs> the city is getting pretty busy and that's, a, that's pretty cool, but it's a lot of stress on people like us. <laughs> awesome. Well, you can find the bands on Facebook at Jesus Peace HC, at Roadblocks Punk Rock, at Terminal City Rats, at Official Damned, at Run Into the Sun HC, at Ben Out of Shape Oi, at Crazy, or Official Crazy Town, the shows at SLC Punkcast. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you. Remember, bonus episode this week. We'll be doing covers, talking about the charity shows. And Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? I do have some final thoughts, and this is actually uh, written down. It was a comment I left on a uh, YouTube video of someone describing uh, relatable journalism in entertainment. Now, relatable journalism is just sort of like given the equivalent to like a, a Facebook reaction or a Twitter post or whatever. And most of these are just uh, voluntary actions just based off of – they're not even actions, they're reactions – just sort of an impulse. It's like, oh, I heard the song five minutes ago, and I thought it was awesome. And then they're <laughs> posting it, and it's going all over the place. It's so much uh, striking while the iron is hot. <laughs> you know, that's basically what the uh, that's basically what the video was about. And it got me thinking, and so I left a comment on there. I want to make sure that I am uh, very composed when I speak this, so I'm going to read my comment, which follows as such. I have been a music journalist for 10 years. I've started off with print journalism and transitioned to digital platforms. I've seen it change to be more about the spoken word rather than the written word, kind of what we're doing now. Right. People don't have the time to sit and read a whole piece of criticism on a band or their music. Attention spans have dwindled in the thick of social media, and it continues to do so. Even in video formats, people are particular. You, don't, you won't click on a video that is longer than 10 minutes unless you are a diehard fan of the creator or the artist they are talking about. And I've adjusted accordingly to taking my platform to the podcast format, you know, hence Lead Melodies. I do in-depth reviews of albums, and on here we interview bands, and we promote shows. 
And artists reach out to us to be reviewed, and more often than not, I just do it of my own accord because I genuinely believe they have something of worth. Right. And the thing is, people love devoting their time to podcasts because episodes are long enough that they can continue doing mundane day-to-day activities and stay entertained. Right. And the game has... (laughs) The game has changed, but if you still want to play, you have to adjust. And yeah, that's basically what I've uh, that's basically what I've been doing. You know, I've been writing for Slug, been writing for Daily Chronicle, and I've been writing. I've founded zines on my own, and they still exist. They are still out there, but people aren't paying as uh, much attention. There was also the thing where it's like bands had to request to be reviewed. And and they still are, just uh, but back then it was all about be getting an article in Kerrang magazine or in Hit Parade or, or right. anything like that. That's how you know you were getting actual attention that people were and people were just like, oh, it's in this magazine, so they gotta have something of worth. It kind of gives them that uh, leeway, right? Yeah, but nowadays everybody's a journalist, everybody's a <laughs> critic. Everybody has something to say about a band. So it's like, and I still don't want to hold myself to a degree where it's like, I know better, but because I don't. At the end of the day, me, along with every other critic, every other journalist, are just one person with one opinion. But when it comes to music journalism, well, I've been around, man. I've seen some things. I've listened to a lot of different types of music. I have developed a taste. I am able to point out and sort of predict what an album is going to sound like just based off of the first uh, few songs. So, again, I was doing this uh, professionally for a long time, and I still continue to do so on different formats, like I said. So... If you're going to take anybody's opinion into consideration, don't listen to the bloggers. Don't listen to the people on just social media. If it's just their personal page and they're just uh, venting about something, that's it. They're just venting about about this stuff. But if you come to people like us, I'm talking to, I'm speaking through Dustin as well. (laughs) You know, we do this day in, day out. We listen to music and every week we release a new episode, sometimes two (laughs) <laughs> depending <Right>. on <clears throat> depending on what we're covering right or who we're interviewing <laughs> you know because we do this consistently we've seen it i don't want to say we've seen it all because we think we have but we ain't seen shit <laughs> right still got places to go right yeah still got places to go and bands to listen to <laughs> and we can give you a more well composed opinion of things this episode was not a good uh, example of that, at least not not for me, because I was a bit all over the place. <laughs> this was because like, I'm excited. This is sort of a reactionary video. Right. <laughs> not even a video. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, like, uh, before you start formulating your opinion, allow it to settle. Allow the excitement to uh, really uh, kind of uh, die down, and then go back and revisit the track a few more times. Then you can write a review about it. Right. That was actually in the contract I signed with Slug. It was like, we recommend you listen to the album at least two or three times before you actually give a critique. There you go. Makes sense. Yep. And that's what I still try to do to this day as I'm like composing, compiling my list of all the albums and all the EPs that came out this year that I think <laughs> stood out amongst the rest. 
You know, you really, you just can't jump into it. You can't rush art. So just carry that with you to the bank and take it into uh, next year. If you want to start something up like that, just remember those words of wisdom from a journalist himself. Play the fucking outro. (laughs) 